You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life with your host, Kim Olver. Hi, this is Kim, and welcome to the 16th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. This week, I want to continue our conversation about self-discovery. Often I hear high school or college graduates talking about a gap year in their education using the phrase, I want to find myself, as the main reason. If someone needs to find themselves, how do they know they are lost? You already have a picture of yourself in your quality world, whether it's your own ideal version of yourself or one you've created based on the expectations of others. You are constantly comparing your perception of self with the ideal perfect picture in your quality world. Everyone finds themselves lacking when compared to perfection. You might be surprised to know that even the most popular, successful, attractive, or athletic people have insecurities. Everybody can find themselves lacking at something until they discover that they're already perfect in every way that matters. We all are. It's important to focus your effort and energy on remembering you're perfectly imperfect. This way we can accept ourselves as we are while striving to become someone better. Your life not only matters, but it's important for humankind, whether you are here to influence one person or many. The butterfly effect tells us that changing one thing changes everything. You may never know the ripple effect of what you do, but please trust that everything you do has an impact. Whether you choose your path or follow a path someone has created for you, there will be an impact. There are no spare or defective parts. You have inherent value and worth. You may not be athletic. That's not your gift. You may not be attractive. That's not your gift. You may not be popular or successful. Those aren't your gifts. However, you are gifted in something, and you are capable of making a difference. After you accept your gift and use it to help yourself and others, many paths will become available to you that have the potential to impact people in a positive way. You were created perfectly for the fulfillment of that gift. Finding purpose and being of service actually improves your relationship with yourself. That's how to meet your need for significance. Turn off the noise of everyone and everything else in your life and listen to your inner voice whispering. Or maybe it's even screaming. Keep asking yourself, what do I want to do regardless of what everyone thinks I should do? If you aren't able to hear that inner voice, then you'll need to turn down the volume of the external noise by spending more time with yourself, either experimenting with life or connecting with the higher power through meditation, nature, or prayer. Sometimes before conception, and certainly by the time you were born, people had expectations about the person you would become. Most parents expect their child to be the healthiest, happiest, smartest, most talented child to ever be born. They want you to excel. Some parents try to reach their dreams vicariously through their children. You may forge close bonds with certain teachers who may do the same. Guidance counselors can affect our futures with tests that tell them whether we will make it in college or should be funneled towards a community college or a trade. Throughout your young life, you are nudged or shoved towards the vision other people have for you. If you have believed the visions others have for your life, You may go along since it's the path of least resistance. You may even go along when you don't see the vision because it feels easier than standing up for your own way.
but try to remember when you were a child. What did you love to do? Do you remember times you lost time doing something you loved? What personality traits were you known for? Did you have quirks people complained about? Do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? Was there something you wanted to do with your life that you were talked out of because you'd never make money doing it or you wouldn't be happy? I had people in my life tell me I shouldn't go into counseling because there was no money in it. I had a good friend tell me I wouldn't be happy starting my own business. Because I was good in math, I had another person, an adult advisor in my life, try to tell me I should go into surveying. None of these things would make me happy. I had a certain talent with the piano. I had dreams of going to Juilliard and becoming a concert pianist touring the world. I was convinced by my mother that I would never be happy in that life because she told me I wouldn't be able to have a family and travel the world. I find that interesting because I do travel the world, and I'd found a way to do it after I raised my family. So that was a dream that stayed with me throughout my life. I've pretty much given up on the math. I had an affinity for it, but it wasn't something that I was passionate about. As for counseling, I can't imagine doing anything else because it's not just what I do, it's who I am. I've been counseling people since the fifth grade. I'm not saying answering those questions will tell you what you're supposed to be doing in life, but I am saying that there will be clues about the person you could be, maybe the one you're meant to be. There will be traits and characteristics from your beginning that will serve you now. It's important if you're trying to find yourself that you remember the aspirations and desires of your young heart. Don't run off and build a lemonade stand, but perhaps that strength as a child is an indication you could be an entrepreneur. If the only thing you love is video games, perhaps you're meant to be a software engineer. Once you've taken that trip down memory lane, it's important to discern how much of what you believe is true is really true or just something someone convinced you of? Are you really loud and obnoxious, or are you a natural-born leader? Are you truly shy, or just an introvert needing to recharge? Are you really pushy, or are you simply convincing? How many of your labels are related to culture or gender? What were you taught about men and women? When I was growing up, I was told a woman never wants to make more than her husband because it will cause him to be insecure. This is a cultural concept that may or may not be true, but rather than dimming your light so someone else will shine brighter, you may want to find a partner who doesn't mind sharing light with you. Sometimes when we're in a relationship, it's challenging to see ourselves as separate from that relationship, but often in hindsight, when the relationship ends, you see how you gave up a lot of things that were important to you to be peacefully in that relationship. I'm not saying that relationships are without compromise or sacrifice, but you shouldn't have to lose parts of yourself to be in a successful relationship. If you must hide or deny parts of yourself to be with someone, maybe you're better off with someone else or even alone. Love is supposed to add to who you are, not take away. One of my personal mantras is, for me to commit to an exclusive relationship, I need my partner to love me because of who I am, not in spite of who I am, as I will also do for him. 
you need to create a quality world picture of yourself as who you really are, the person you are created to be. As you begin to align your thoughts and behaviors to sync with that version of yourself, strengthening the relationship you have with self will naturally follow. As you begin to like yourself more and more, you will solidify the best version of yourself in your quality world. Then when you compare the person you are with the person you want to be, there will be harmony. You will be measuring with the correct yardstick instead of the stick someone else wants you to use. Of course, you'll still see some shortcomings. That's what quality world pictures are there for. They're there to show you what you're striving for. There will be things that you can improve. That's what the whole field of self-discovery and self-growth and self-development is all about. But you'll need to remember who you are. Go back to that person you were before everyone else started telling you who you were and you believed them or before you started to shape yourself into the false person you thought your boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, or father wanted. Let's add to this search of who you really are with the backdrop of the pandemic crisis of coronavirus. Many people these days are feeling lost. Who are they now without their jobs? Who are they as parents when they're not feeling warm and fuzzy about this forced quarantine with the angels they live with? Who are spouses when they are cooped up with each other and getting on each other's nerves? I've heard from lots of people that they're acting in uncharacteristic ways during this time. Tempers are running hot and patience is hard to find. People's nerves are frazzled from the stress and uncertainty of coronavirus. Does this describe you? If it does, the important thing to remember is that you are not at the mercy of coronavirus unless you allow it to control you. Sure, this forced quarantine is stressful on everyone. It's even harder for people who are quarantined but living with essential workers who are going out in the jungle every day and possibly bringing the virus into their homes. Stress releases the hormones of adrenaline and cortisol, which make it difficult to access higher-order thinking skills, which is what you really need during a pandemic. There is no immediate threat like a saber-toothed tiger that you need to run from, so it's like you're all revved up with nowhere to go. This is the biological explanation for the impatience and short tempers. Now the question is, are you going to lay down and let biology control you, or will you take control? It won't be easy, but there are things you can do to get back to the you you want to be. The first thing is that you're going to need to define who you want to be during these times. It helps to think about what you need, Are you feeling unsafe? If so, you need to create more safety and security in your life. Are you feeling disconnected with those people important to you? If so, you need to create more connection in your life. Are you feeling insignificant? If so, you need to find ways to make a difference, have an impact, or leave a legacy. Are you feeling restricted? Then you need to open more freedom in your life. Are you feeling joyless? If so, you need to create moments of play, relaxation, relevant learning, or humor in your life. Crises are a great time to figure out who you are to reinvent yourself. Yes, you're under pressure and urged towards some uncharacteristic behaviors. That's the bad news. The good news is that you will need to pay conscious attention to make the changes you want, but you will be able to make them. 
why not focus on reinventing yourself to become the person you want to be under pressure? Write down the traits, qualities, characteristics, and behaviors you want to have during this time. Create a profile on the person you want to be. How do you want to behave when things are stressful? How do you want to act when your kids are getting on your last nerve? How do you want to respond to your partner when he or she is pushing your buttons? What thoughts do you want to be having? How do you want to get each of your psychological needs met during your day? When you look at the five basic needs of safety and security, connection, significance, freedom, and joy, you certainly can focus on all the ways your needs are frustrated. Your safety and security needs are frustrated by fear of getting COVID-19, loved ones contracting the illness, and maybe money and employment issues. Connection problems may occur because of too much connection with confined family members or not enough connection and not being able to touch your loved ones. You might be feeling insignificant because of loss of work or an inability to handle things you used to manage easily. I've been hearing from many people they're having trouble motivating themselves and staying focused during this time. It's challenging to feel free when you're expected to shelter in place And where is the joy when you're unable to live your life the way you want to? All of those issues are legitimate, and you can spend your day focused on the lack. When you do, it will lead to short tempers and impatience. If you're looking to be a different person in this crisis, there is a flip side, and all that's required is for you to turn over the bad side and look at the good. As for safety and security, you may be the safest you'll ever be sheltering in place. Car accidents are down. Crime is down. All the things that happen in any given day, chalked up to accidents, will not be occurring to any significant degree because most people are in their homes. As for connection, because people are frustrated with their inability to see people they care about, they may actually be more connected now. With extra time to spend, they're able to set up Zoom meetings, FaceTime, or Skype calls to be able to not only talk, but also to see one another. People are making phone calls and sending texts to check on people who live alone, people they wouldn't normally reach out to. If you're home with family members, you're able to use this time to make your days special, filled with loving, creative family time. As for significance, many people are using this downtime to pursue creative endeavors that they had on their I'll-get-to-it-someday lists. I am helping people write books. Others are writing music. And still others are using this time to organize and clean out areas that haven't been organized in a long time, like closets, drawers, and garages. Some people are journaling to have a record of this historic time. There are lots of opportunities to feel significant by volunteering to help others. The opportunity to experience freedom is all in your perspective. You could focus on the things you can't do, or you could focus on the things you can. I may not be able to make money during this time, but I am free to work on new projects that may make money once this is over. I have the freedom of time. I have the freedom to talk with my grandkids any day of the week. I don't have to wait for the weekend when they aren't in school, and weekends are usually so full of activities they didn't have time to talk with me anyway. With FaceTime, we have wonderful conversations now. What are you free to do? 
Joy is about realizing there are reasons and moments of joy all around. The other day, I had time to sit outside and watch geckos climbing my mother's screened-in porch. It was fun watching them go back and forth and sun themselves. So who are you? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be during the coronavirus pandemic? It won't be easy, but you can recreate yourself into anyone you want. What are you willing to do? Will you start today? I find it helpful to have some accountability when I'm trying to do something hard. I'll often write things in social media I'm working on for accountability. If accountability is something you need too, you can try a couple of things. You can hire a coach, join or start a mastermind group, or pair up with an accountability partner. If you choose this last option, just be sure you choose wisely. You have people in your life with a vested interest in you staying the same. If you choose them for your accountability partner, they may consciously or subconsciously sabotage your process. Mastermind groups can be great when you have people committed to the betterment of all in the group and the skills to help them succeed. A coach can help people accomplish their goals faster than you would without one. To recap, understanding who you are requires taking an honest look at the thoughts you have today about yourself, your beliefs, and your values, while discerning if they are true or were installed in you at an early age. If they still serve you, keep them. If not, decide what you want to be thinking about yourself and think those thoughts instead. Consider how culture and gender have influenced your values and beliefs, and look inside to see what you truly believe and value. Did you sacrifice some of yourself for a relationship you were in? If so, express that now. Think about your interests and passions as a child for clues about what's really true before the world taught you its expectations for you. Make some new decisions about what you want to do, how you want to think, and what you want to value based on your introspection. The people you need in your life will be there to support you. You will begin attracting the people who understand you and will accept, support, and encourage you in your growth and development. You may need to leave some behind. If you are looking for a transformation in how you are coping with the coronavirus pandemic, then take a look at your needs and how you are perceiving them, the negative or the positive side. Plan to engage in behavior that is in line with the person you want to be. If you want more information about the needs, look at last week's podcast, episode 15. Remember to measure your behavior against the person you were created to be, then the rest won't matter. You will come to value the real you, and you will realize, like I write about in my book, Choosing Me Now, that you already have everything you need inside you. You just have to remember you were born with it. When you peel everything else away, you realize that you are safe. You are significant. You are free. You are joy. And you are love. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you'll join me next week when I talk about how to stay focused during coronavirus. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www.therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.